Welcome back to the Gentle Catholic Parenting Podcast, where I explore gentle, positive principles of parenting through the lens of our Catholic faith. I'm your host, Kim Cameron Smith, and this is episode 11. A few uh, episodes ago, in episode 9, I shared Gordon Neufeld's six-phase attachment model. And in that episode, um, I started by defining our terms. What is attachment? Attachment is simply the science of relationship. It is Attachment is that drive or relationship characterized by the pursuit and preservation of proximity. So in terms of our children, it's their pursuit of drawing close to us and their desire to preserve that closeness. And I explained in that show that our children draw close to us in six basic different ways by drawing close to us physically um, through sameness, through belonging, through a sense of significance, through emotional intimacy and psychological intimacy. And I explained um, as well how our children, you know, don't have these um, capacities all at once. They kind of unfold gradually over the first six years. So even though we would gather our children in all six of these ways, they slowly become capable of um, deeper, um, deeper types of attachment. Drawing close to somebody does not require the maturity and the vulnerability that the highest um, mode of attachment does, which is psychological intimacy. Okay, why am I reviewing all that? Well, in this episode, you know, anytime I talk about attachment, I think later um, about everything that I didn't say. Honestly, I think I could host a whole podcast just on just on attachment and just always talk about attachment. It's so fascinating and I do not know everything about it. I'm still learning about it. It's something I've really been interested in for a long time. I am not a, you know, I don't have a PhD in psychology. It's just something that I um, you know, I like to keep up on it. Um, So in this episode, I want to talk about attachment and how it actually gives us power as parents. Parents actually possess a natural authority, a natural ability to lead our children, but only if our children are following us. So why don't our children always follow us? Um, Well, some of it's just natural immaturity. but sometimes children are defiant and they will not follow their parents. So what is going on there? Well, without our child's secure and enduring attachment to us, they are not dependent upon us. They're not looking to us to meet those six um, types of uh, a closeness. And when th- those types of dependence, that this dependence in them, it... Um, basically works in three different ways to make them receptive to our parenting. So attachment leads to the, it's it's drawn um, from this kind of dependence and it's the dependence that makes our child receptive to us. So let me look at um, three ways this kind of works. When our child is attached to us, he wants to be dear to us. 
He wants to be dear to us. He wants to be very sweet and, he, and compliant. If a child isn't attached to us, he will not follow our lead. Securely attached children are easier to parent because, you know, they want to comply. Now, of course, even children who are securely attached will, you know, say no or whatever because they're exercising, their, um, they're practicing asserting their will or whatever. But um, what I'm thinking of is the difference between a child who is attached and is generally following the parent's lead and a child who resists the parent's um, parenting, who just is defiant and, um, and nasty. There is an instinct within all of us. Every human being resists being pushed around or controlled by somebody we are not attached to. Children have this big time. Why, why is that? Why would a child resist being pushed around or controlled? Because it keeps them safe. Our child should not want to listen to some stranger on the street telling them, hey, kid, come over here, right? So, you know, our children have the, a protective mechanism within themselves. It protects them from strangers and protects them from people that, you know, they, they should only be following the lead of the people, the adults who are responsible for taking care of them. But a problem arises when a child perceives the parent's um, efforts to guide and lead him as this kind of, um, you know, like in the same way that they perceive um, a stranger, they perceive the parent is controlling them <clears throat> or pushing them around. And so they'll be defiant. So when the child is attached to us, he looks up to us. He wants to be like us. He wants to be significant to us. He wants to be dear to us. And that makes the parenting path smoother. So again, I'm not saying that, I mean, a securely attached child will, um, you will bump hen butt heads with them when they're practicing, um, you know, because at around age two, three, they realize they have a will. <laughs> and, and so they have to practice asserting it. That is very different from what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about a, like a 15 year old who has self-control, who has, um, you know, some maturity and they are defiant and they will absolutely not take your lead. That is what I'm thinking of. So when a child is attached to us, it makes them want to be dear to us. It makes them want to follow our lead. The second thing that attachment does is it gives our child a home base. It gives our child a home base. It's one of the greatest blessings of attachment. Now, why would a kid need a base? What, what's this base? Why does he need a secure base? So he can stretch beyond his boundaries to explore his world. I just published an article on my blog, intentionalcatholicparenting.com, and it's all about this um, venturing forth um, quality within us. Like when we feel safe and the child's um, attachment needs are met, he'll have this uh, venturing forth spirit. Well, he'll go and, you know, dig around in the garden and um, maybe write a story. And even adults have this. So I have, um, you know, Philip, my husband, is my secure base. He's my sort of um, safe harbor. 
and he gives me courage to face the unknown and maybe take on tasks that I'm unsure about. Well, children need this, so their parents are their secure base. And you know when people say, well, look at that child. He's, you know, he, he's hanging on to his mom's leg for dear life. He won't let go. He always does that. He never will explore. And then, you know, he's 20, 30, 40 years old and he still has, hasn't left home. And they say, oh, see, he was too attached. Nope. They are looking at it the wrong way. They don't know what they're seeing. What they're seeing is a child who is not attached enough. Maybe he's insecurely attached, maybe there are attachment wounds, or maybe it's very superficial. The child feels like he has to do certain things, like jump through certain hoops in order to um, be acceptable to the parent. Or maybe it's just, I mean, whatever, it could be a disaster. Maybe the parent actually clings to the child to get her own attachment needs met in, in some inappropriate way. So anyway, just to point out that this venturing forth spirit, it's a natural gift that comes from secure attachment. It's not there all the time, this venturing forth spirit. So there, it's like a little spark that will come. So <clears throat> back in the fall, I visited my um, oldest son at school and my youngest daughter, she was um, eight. And it was hard on her when I was gone. I was gone for a long weekend and she was missing me. And when I got back, you know, she wanted to tell me all of her stories about when I was gone. And, you know, she wanted to do our routines. Like she was very, um, you know, clingy with me. And so I really, really filled up that attachment cup and all those six ways of attaching. I, you know, I hugged her and I, I read to her and I told her how much I missed her and I wanted to tell her my stories and hear her stories and you know I told her about you know um you know how you know what it meant for me when I saw her and I let her bear her soul to me and share with me how much she missed me and you know probably after 45 minutes maybe even sooner than that you know her attachment cup was filled and she went off and did something. I can't remember, it was back in October. So she might have gone off and, you know, chased our chickens around in the garden or whatever. So this is what I'm talking about. When um, a securely attached child will check in with you and need that attachment cup to be topped up, but this releases them, it gives them um, rest, emotional rest, and they venture forth into their world. And at that point, we can get a few things done, right? So we, I can unpack my suitcase. And when you get home from work, if your child is super clingy, spend some time filling the attachment cup. And then you'll notice that it's a natural thing. The child um, transitions into that venturing forth um, um, uh, kind of activity. The third way the child's dependent dependence upon us, you know, gives us power to parent is that we become the child's compass point. We become the child's compass point. Anytime we're, um, 
you know, we go into a new situation, we don't really know who's in charge or, you know, what's expected of us. It's very, uh, it's kind of alarming. It's very, you, you know, you feel very preoccupied. You ever, Has that ever happened to you that when you go to someone's house and you walk in the door and you're not really sure where the host is and you're not sure where you're supposed to put the the your coat it's it's very um you know it's 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 really weird and you're not sure and so then when the hostess comes and she says oh you know welcome you know put your coat there you know let me show you where everybody is we feel better because we have a compass point we know what's going on now well, that's the way our kids are their attachment to us gives them a compass point he knows what to expect he knows where he's headed he knows he's in good hands we can't feed our children culturally, emotionally, spiritually, if they aren't sitting and feeding at our table. I mean this metaphorically, of course, but actually the family table is one of the most important places to connect and to pass on you know, values and culture. Anyway, if our kids aren't looking to us to meet their attachment needs, they will look someplace else and we will not be able to guide them. We need to be their compass point. When we're their compass point, they will follow our lead in terms of morality, faith, culture. Teen culture is a modern phenomena. Before the 1950s, there was no such thing as teen culture. Young people dressed like their parents but in a more like you know like the girls wore skirts but with you know flat shoes and socks or whatever they wanted to be like their moms the boys wanted to be like the dads now they want to be like each other culture used to be passed on uh, hierarchically now it's passed on vertically with horror horrible horrible consequences it, it is not meant to be like that we do not want our children guiding one another. We don't want our children picking up their values and their um, culture from an, another, you know, 13 or 14 year old. We want them to get it from us. And it's that the compass, the, the attachment allows us to be that compass point. Okay, so let me just pull back and let me just, just sort of um, look at the big picture here. My big point is that children are meant to be raised hierarchically with with our children depending on us and us depending upon god this is kind of a shocking thing to hear but i do not think our families are meant to be democracies we are meant to live in hierarchy a hierarchy of love and um you know it's not very a popular thing to say in Western culture where we believe in like pure democracy, but it just doesn't work. It doesn't work in the parent-child relationship when, um, you know, if the parent needs to be, um, sta stand in that caretaking role. Um, there's a very good book um, by Takeo Doi called The Anatomy of Dependence. I'm just now reading it and it's absolutely fascinating. And this is what he's talking about, that we all need somebody in this like caretaking role where we can just take for granted that they'll take care of us. Children need that in their parents. It is not 
like we need to stand you know firmly and confidently in that caretaking role to take the lead and it actually gives our children uh, rest they're in the dependent mode depending upon us and we are in the caretaking role adults um have that same dynamic but we switch back and forth between caring for one another and depending on one another when parents are too wimpy there's a lot of wimpy parents <laughs> the kids take the lead it's very messy the kids take the lead and they start calling the shots and there's a blur there are blurred lines about you know who's in charge and kids do actually intuitively don't like this but they will take the lead if you don't so I believe our home should resemble a hierarchy of tender care, not a democracy, not a democracy. There are several beautiful scripture passages. I hunted for some passages to, to sort of reflect on our dependence upon God. One of them is in, in Isaiah, Isaiah 41, 13. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I will help you. See, we need that. We need that from our God. We need that from our God to take our right hand. And our children just need us to take their right hand and to say, fear not, I'll help you. you know, I will feed you. I will clothe you. I've got your back right they need that confidence and it's that confidence that allows us to they, when they know they can count on us they'll they'll be easier to parent just as we need to know we can lean on god we can depend on god to meet our needs even before we express them our child needs to know he can lean on us he can depend on us to meet his needs even before he says anything if we only meet our child's needs when he cues them he will not be as secure. So we can um, get ahead of the need and meet it before our child shows that he needs that need, has that need. And this hierarchy of care, we're able to have moments of rest when we know everything is okay. And this allows us to mature spiritually, morally, and emotionally. Growth only happens from that place of rest and the rest can only happen in the context of attachment. And that's true for all of us, all human beings. That is it for today. You can read show notes for this podcast on my website, intentionalcatholicparenting.com. And I do want to alert you, I have an author website, kimcameronsmith.com. The domain is purchased. I'm setting it all up and it will probably be live within the next week. So I'll have two websites, kimcameronsmith.com, and that will be a launching point to everything. Um, but today, if you're listening to it right when I release this pon podcast, you'll want to head to intentionalcatholicparenting.com. There you'll find articles. I post links to research, and you can link to social media. So I'm on Facebook. I have Twitter. And um, I have a ton of parents on Facebook who would love to hear from people like you. Pray for me as I will for you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.